Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Well, Dostvidanya, Comrade Ledge. And hello, everyone, in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend... Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Stadium to Justice Committee, the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? Well, I'm uh, slightly more disconnected from the collective consciousness. <laughs> That's a good, that is a good way of looking at it right yeah, there, boy. Yeah, every, uh, every with each passing day, I uh, find myself drifting farther and farther from this thing that you all call reality. Uh... You know, in a weird way, I totally understand what you're saying. <laughs> right. I look at it in a, like, I, I view it differently, but the same, it, yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, no, that that's my problem is nothing, absolutely nothing in the world makes any sense to me anymore. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. right? Nothing. Just zero. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it makes total sense um, what's going on. It's just, it makes no sense as to why. <laughs> you know why people do the things that they do yeah like yeah i'm with you i don't understand <laughs> any of it no and it the thing is this it's also transparent but at the same time it, you're you're guessing yeah yeah right because it does seem so tra- like you can tell what they're doing right <laughs> but at the same time you're just like but why would you do this and i'm talking about everything from the heads of state to all the way down to the guy in front of me on us 19 yes <laughs> you know? the whole nine the whole shebang bang <laughs> nothing anybody does follows any logical pattern whatsoever i mean i have my, you have your moments Right, that, that you find some kind of semblance of reality, but it's it's it's. But it's kind of like just a, a quick peek behind the curtains. Yeah, it's like you're looking through a crack, through uh, the mortar and some bricks. Yeah, you know that's yeah. that's what it is. You know. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, we'll start with the personal story part here first. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty intrigued about this first one you've got on, on the list here. The, yeah, the daddy daughter dance. You're participating in a daddy daughter dance. Yes. Now. Um, forgive me if I'm a little confused about the meaning of this, but don't you actually have to have a daughter in order to participate in a father-daughter dance? Yes. And uh, last time I checked, uh, hang on, let me let me go back through your file here. Nope, no daughters. Okay, so I think you're missing a page in there. <laughs> okay. And you're missing the page in which I was um, uh, uh, appointed or anointed. Oh. As a godfather. Oh, right, right. You're a godfather. And part of the responsibilities of being a godfather right. is that uh, if there's a daddy-daughter dance and uh, uh, there's no other father available, then you are stepping in to that take is true. this beautiful little girl on a uh, on a date. That uh, That is, uh, you know, you're kind of like the backup quarterback role. Yeah. You know what, Del, but I'm going to come in strong. Yeah. I'm coming yeah. in strong. Well, good, good. Yeah, you got your A game, huh? Yeah. So, and, and you know what? Here's the weird thing, by the way. Hmm. And I'm being serious about this. I'm not. I'm not fucking around. Right. I have a. I feel like there is a personal responsibility that I have in order to uh, show this young little girl right how a man acts like to take somebody out. Okay. Like minus like, you know, no, no, like no, uh, you know, no romantic thing or anything like that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's good. Obviously. To, that's good to know. But I'm saying like, you know, the courtesy part, the opening right. the door for right. you. Exactly. The, you know, the, the princess treatment, the princess. Tre- yeah, yeah, that's right. The princess exactly. treatment, right? Yeah. I feel a major responsibility because I feel, and maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm thinking way too much into this, but no, I, I feel. So that this little girl will remember this night as a um 
a bar that she sets when she is actually in the dating scene. Or it could go completely the other way and you turn her into a, uh, you know, your misogynistic treatment uh, turns her into a man-hating feminist. Okay, see, you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot No pressure, riding. though. There's, no a lot, pressure. there's a lot riding on this. <laughs> right, exactly. There's a lot riding on this. Yeah. I think I can. I, I don't think I need to be the misogynist. <laughs> For once, you can't drive anyway, so. Oh, okay. You well, know. that's good. Honestly, I'm just going to have to be there to take, you know, you, you, you be there to take care of her. Are you going to, like, split the check at dinner and everything? Uh, no, because it's food's free in the daughter. Do- oh, the okay. Well, that's bands, good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think he's two for one wells even, so. <laughs> <laughs> two drink minimum? I, I think so. I think so. I don't know. Oh, uh, that's funny. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do tonight instead of driving around doing Uber Eats. Yeah. There well, that's that's nice. That's uh, it, It's really good of you to, uh, to step in like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, so the other story that I put up here for the show notes, and I guess, I, you know, this won't take very long, so it don't take very much, okay. but it's the Sabatini story. Right. And the reason that I wrote this one is is that in Florida, the, session, the legislative session is over, everything's done with it, and now there's going to be some special sessions like on, um, on maps and, and uh, homeowners insurance and stuff like that. There will be a special session right. after the regular session on those two subjects, more than likely. But Sabatini, who was the one that put forward the constitutional carry bill, has put out a, a tweet that basically said that, you know, they wouldn't listen to it during session. We need a special session for constitutional carry right now. And, and, blah, 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 blah. and for, hang on. For those of you who don't know, constitutional carry is basically the concept that the Second Amendment allows us to carry firearms at any time. You know, uh, basically, we have the right to carry firearms without permits at you yeah, know, at, at any time. And this is 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 this particular bill specifically open carry or is it any form of carry? It's constitutional carry, so it's whatever. Okay, so right. it could be it would be. Anything. So basically, this would be a bill to allow anyone to carry firearms at any time. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, here's the thing, and I and I think I this, imagine there's still some restrictions, like schools, and you know, things well, like schools that. and businesses would have the right to tell you that you can't. Right. So, or at least they should. Right. Again, that's even an area of contention where people think that they should be able to carry wherever they want and they don't take the property rights into account here. But that that has nothing to do story with story for part a different of the story. day. Right. But so this Sabatini. Ang- so this angered me. Okay. And here's why it angered me. Not because I don't want to see constitutional carry pass, because I'd very much like to see that pass. But this guy, this representative, is preying on the ignorance of the population as it relates towards the process, for one. Right. And two, deflecting from his own failures. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say it's defect, defect, deflecting from his own failures is he wasn't there half the time for this legislative session. He was such an adversarial, like he was such a dick to leadership very publicly that they stuck his fucking office in the basement of the Capitol. Right. He's on the lowest floor you can get. And by design, because he was an asshole to these other people. Not that they don't even deserve it, by the way. But if you're a representative trying to get bills passed and you realize the power that leadership has in Tallahassee, if you piss them off, then you will basically have said, I don't give a shit about any of this legislation that I'm putting forward because nothing's going to get passed that I... As a matter of fact, if someone else put it forward and had a chance of passing with you putting it forward, no chance. Well, I doubt it had any chance of passing anyway, anyhow. So Here's the thing. It, more than likely, yeah. but the thing about it is this. Why give them another reason? Especially since the uh, you know the gun lobby is going to come out so hard against it, specifically the NRA. Oh, the NRA will come out. Now, GOA has come out in favor of it. Well, of course, like, GOA would. But, but and, NRA, and, though. And again, we're, we're using a whole bunch of acronyms. Of course, every most people know that the NRA stands for the National Rifle Association, which is a horribly corrupt organization that has no actual real interest in uh, promoting uh, the Second Amendment. They just basically have an interest in making a lot of money, which they currently do from firearm training classes for concealed carry permits here in Florida. Um, so that's <laughs> He's the, only spitting facts here, yeah, folks. The, the NRA would is absolutely and, and historically has been completely against any form of open carry or constitutional carry bills. It's just, I have been yelled at by Marion Hammer that's for going to position. Tallahassee to, lo- to lobby for this kind of legislation. Right. She actually called us up like, what the hell are you doing coming up here back the Second yeah. Amendment? Now, GOA uh, is a a uh, much more uh, authentic organization that's Gun Owners of America, and they do support uh, this legislation because they're actually a you know an organization that promotes the Second Amendment. Uh, now Sabatini, he's a Republican. Where's uh, where's he out of? Uh, middle of the state. Okay. Now, so my problem was, and especially in the beginning of the session, and there's a lot of people that really like Sabatini, 
And look, on the issues, we probably have a whole lot of agreement that goes on with these issues. So my 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 anger at him isn't based off of that, but it's based off of the fact that you have zero discipline in trying to get anything done up in Tallahassee realistically. That you chose the Trump way, which is belligerence. To, belligerence and to act like an asshole. Now, right. if you're the one in charge and you want to do that, I still don't agree with you per se, but I will say that you probably have a lot better chance of getting things done if you're in that kind of position. If you're in an executive position as yeah. opposed to a legislative, yeah. Yeah, but if you're in a legislative position, you're not going to get any of this shit done. No. Especially if you specifically call out leadership publicly about whatever you're calling them out about. Like, it was just not, it was so gratuitous right. that, like, when I first saw that he was the one that co-sponsored the bill, all I could think of was Mike Hill. Right. Who was that a lot? We did an episode about Mike Hill. I know you don't remember it, but we did one. And my problem with him is, is that don't put anything out because they're not going to do it and you're going to waste a whole lot of people's time. Now, there's a whole bunch of groups that also put out action alerts saying to call your representative about this very thing. And I'm like, you know what, man? You guys... Either you don't know that this is going to be useless or you do know it's going to be useless. Okay. And I don't know which way to go on it. Yeah, it seems like you're <clears throat> you're basically saying here that you're berating him for um, taking a principal stand and going ahead even though he knows this is going to fail when in reality what he should be doing is making a bunch of compromises and backroom deals and, you know, trading away his principles uh, for uh, – you know, um, no, I to, didn't to say no, no, that, I didn't say that at all. No, well, I didn't say that. Sounds at all. like no, I didn't say that at all. Here's <laughs> the thing: your if your principle is not to be nice to other people that you're up there legislating with, right. you can disagree with them all day long. You can take an opposite position on things all day long, but there is a huge difference between being principled and not principled, and just being an asshole. Right, and that's the point I want to make. He's he's just being an asshole. And it does. It doesn't. Not only does it not help these principled issues, it hurts these principled issues. When you have the guy up there actually like being such an asshole that they did, they 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 out of spite would put not him in the basement. Sign onto the bill. Yeah. And it, but look, but he got put in the basement not because of where he stand on the issues though. Right. He got put in the basement because he was acting like an asshole. Like th there's a difference. You know right. what I mean? There's a difference there. And if you're going to go as a legislator and get elected, then you better understand that fucking difference. Right. Yeah, I hear you. So, I mean, I understand. Look, a sec the second I brought this up like this, right. I knew. Where I, I mean, maybe it was not. Maybe you weren't going to say these exact same things. Right. But I know that there are people thinking, hey, well, you're just mad because of this and this and this and blah, 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 blah. And I'm not mad at that reason. Right. I, look, there's things I disagree with them on, but I wouldn't. I, and and I'm just playing devil's advocate for you. Oh, I know yeah. you are. I know you are. I know, but here's the thing, though. I appreciate the fact that you brought that part up because it it does deserve to actually have some back and forth. And this is my and to equate it to Trump. This is my same fucking problem with this fucking guy. What? He doesn't. He will use the ignorance of the voter in order to not get anything done but to make himself feel better or or to gain his own power or to increase things for himself. Yeah, that's isn't that what they all do? But you're right. That's what they all do. <laughs> I mean, that's, in different that, ways. That seems like that's the game what plan. they all do. Yeah, yeah, but that means that Trump and Sabatini are no different than the rest. And everybody needs to freaking get that needs to understand that or you're what you're going to have is a whole bunch of more people fucking going to jail because you brought them all to the Capitol trying to do a thing that there was not there was zero chance of it happening. I don't care how many fucking people you brought there. There was zero chance of it fucking happening. And yet you brought all those people up there anyway. You got them all riled the fuck up and you're, I'm going to walk with you down there. Then you duck the fuck out as the rest of them cause a fucking well, riot and cause all this fucking damage. The, the problem is, is you're fundamentally misunderstanding the the purpose of politics in general um you still have a misguided belief that it's to actually accomplish goals for the betterment of society uh, where it's it's not i know no <laughs> it's, I it's just not uh literally you know for the vast majority of people involved in politics uh it is a game show where the object of the game is to uh put as much money in your pocket as possible and in the meantime, uh, you know, lavish uh, as much power and glory upon yourself as possible. Yeah. And, and <laughs> again, it, it sounds like I'm cynical, which obviously I am. But, you know, in my experience, uh, that really is the objective of the majority of people in politics. There are some that, you know, 
are actually idealistic and they do actually uh, you know have a desire to make improvements now unfortunately even those people who have uh, noble intent are so misguided in their actions that they end up fucking everything up anyway uh, but you know it's it's the bottom line is you're you're taking it from a perspective that this isn't exactly what they are intending to do you see what I'm saying yeah no I, I do I yeah. do again this is just my own personal naivete whatever you want to call it right it's just it, it what pisses me off though is I know exactly what you're saying and there are so few people that actually agree with you right that, that, that they believe this, that you got to pop the fucking balloon for them. Which is why I keep saying I'm further disconnected from the collective consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Totally with you on this one. If very few people see the world in that way. But once you do see the world in that way. You can't unsee it. And and everything or makes more sense. at least I didn't sense. think you could unsee it. Well, you're you're trying to. <laughs> you know, the, the fact that you're still having this this uh, you know struggle over uh, you know Sabatini's actions uh, shows that you... Even someone uh, who I would consider as uh, as woke in the original sense of the word uh, yeah. <laughs> as you, um, you know, it still has you still have trouble with. It. Well, I think what I think the part that gives me the trouble the most is is that there. Like I, I watched it. And I, look, it in, instantly when I first saw this, I was angry, but I wasn't putting anything out about it. Right. right. Well, after I saw it on someone else's timeline, after like the twentieth time I've seen it somewhere where this thing's really gaining traction around. That's what pissed me off because how are you people falling for this shit? Right. Same thing goes with Trump. How are you fucking people fall? You should be smarter than this. Right. Like, I understand that we're... Look, if you're looking for liberty, we're in a fucking desert right now as far as government goes. So you find a mud puddle, you're like, oh, well, I'll just drink out of this one. And almost defending the mud puddle. Like, well, this is... What else? I don't see any water around here. This is all we got. We got to go with this. Yeah. It's it's the... It's the two-team fallacy. And again, this is everything that goes on. What happens is, is when you look at a particular situation and you see that there's opposing sides to this situation and you are on one of them, you equate that the person or the group that is shares your opinion on this particular issue is the good guy and everything they do is right. And the person on the other side is the bad guy and everything they do is wrong. And that is very rarely the case, you know, and it's <laughs> the funny well, thing. It's all the work. Well, the, the funny that's yeah, it's not always, but in a lot of cases it is. Uh, and th- the thing of it is, is that the, the the when you equate those that good guy mentality to the individual or group, you forgive everything that you see that, you know, logically is contradictory to that because you have to in your mind have a good guy and a bad guy a red team and a blue team uh, you know uh, <clears throat> this is my you know hometown team versus the the visitors it's it's always that mentality and it it becomes pervasive throughout all of your thought patterns and, and that's the biggest problem you when you fail to objectively look at something on a on a case by case basis and be able to say yeah this person did a really good thing here and a really shitty thing here um then you you just fall into that trap and that's i'm starting to believe that that is one of the greatest failings of the human consciousness you know i i really do because so many things it is it has historically been the root of so many evils in this world is the the demagoguery of individuals and groups yeah you know and and the inability of people to um rationally and um you know objectively look at the actions on a case-by-case basis well and i think that you don't have a better example of of or at least a small example of this than what happened this week up in the uh, judiciary hearing oh, with God. um yeah. with uh, uh Katina, with judge Katina Brown Jackson and the questions and like the innuendos that that were being leveled at this woman that i, I have to say and and i've got to put the majority of the blame on uh, magnolia thunder pussy and by the way i, I got to thank you uh for uh, giving uh Lindsey Graham the nickname magnolia thunder pussy because all this week I could not remember his his actual name to save my life. 
<laughs> I was just calling him Magnolia Thunder Pussy, and I it took me like for an entire day I could not remember the guy's name. Yeah. You know, and, and so. I, I thank you for that because that was a, a nice respite from from reality, uh, <laughs> and but yeah, I I, I happen to be uh, that name fits so well. I happen to be driving to and from a client uh, mm-hmm. this week, and on the way there, and I had NPR on, and on, on the way there, I I was listening to uh, Magnolia Thunder Pussy um, Grill. Uh, K- is it Katina? Yeah, Katina. Uh, Katina Brown Jackson. K- Katina Brown Jackson. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember the the Brown Jackson part because it's the opposite of Jackson Brown. You know, a great oh. uh, great artist. Oh, that's yeah. a good way to so, think about it. That's yeah, that's how I do it um, because I can't remember shit without some type of trigger like that. Anyway, I, it works. But you know, he is, and it was absolutely amazing. They're they're essentially trying to establish her as someone who supports pedophiles. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's really their 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 big target. And the reason that they're doing this, and and God, Graham was just belligerent, and Cruz was just belligerent about. I mean, just acting like complete and utter assholes. Well, and about Josh Holly too. I didn't hear or see his. Oh, his was the worst. Oh, his uh, was it really? Oh, God. Yeah, because the righteous indignation. Yes. Yeah, it's like fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. But here's the thing: <clears throat> they were grilling around the fact that she's had these cases of uh, you know sentencing convicted child pornographers okay mm-hmm. um and the federal government it's federal crime uh because you know it's across the wires it's kind of like that case i was actually uh on a potential juror for yeah you know um so because it's across the internet and or across the mail one or the other uh it becomes a federal offense and uh so she actually has uh sentenced several um uh, uh child pornographers and what they were saying th- this was the angle they were taking to try to show that she supported essentially child pornographers and pedophiles. Yeah. The fact that the the Congress has set up sentencing guidelines and they said in these cases if someone is convicted of this, you can sentence them between this amount of time and this amount of time. Yeah. Okay. And in some of the cases, she did not sentence them to the maximum. She kind of picked a middle ground yeah for, and sometimes for lower the, and sometimes lower you know so but she i don't think she sentenced anyone to the minimum yeah you know um but so in a few cases she didn't sentence anyone to the maximum um and you know they're just going after her like essentially and again i'm completely paraphrasing but the in the the image you came away with the the takeaway from from their line of questioning was that she supports and defends pedophiles yeah and she's like, you know, you set the sentencing guidelines, you know, you said between here and here, and you got to, when you have sentencing guidelines, you got to say, okay, someone convicted of this, this is the worst case scenario, this is the best case scenario, you know, you sentence according to within those guidelines. But essentially what both uh, Graham and Cruz were saying is every time you have to sentence them to the maximum. Well, if, and she's like, well, if that's the case, why didn't you pass that law? Yeah. You know, you guys passed a law that said judges need to sentence between here and here. Yeah. And in every case, in every case, I sent those people to prison. Yeah. What do you like want? Like you're arguing like here's the thing. You're she's trying they're trying to get her in trouble over what they gave her as judge's discretion. Which if they get like Yeah, exactly. Look, you know who didn't have a problem with any of these or at least enough of a problem that they would um do something about it? That's the prosecutors in every one of the cases. Right. Because you know what didn't happen? Any of the times that had happened, the prosecutor didn't put in for like judicial misconduct or that the judge gave no, too of light of a sentence. Not. No, of course not. So they yeah. didn't have a problem with it at the time. And that was one of the things they were saying. Well, the prosecutor in some of these cases were asking for the maximum sentence. Well, prosecutors are always going to ask for the maximum sentence. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of what they do. Yeah. If they didn't, then you'd want to get rid of them for being soft on crime. <laughs> right. So and it was just you're right. The, the righteous indignation and just. It was absolutely because if you're horrible. arguing against them, then you're arguing against then you're arguing in favor of pedophiles, right? Either with yes. us or the pedophiles. Yes, again, it's the binary, the the one or zero. It, it, it's the world doesn't operate like this. And the thing is, is that like uh, judges live in a world of nuance. Judge Jackson was trying to actually explain this in rational and reasonable terms uh, to both Cruz and Graham 
and they would just keep cutting her off yeah. and interrupt her. Answer the question. Well, I'm trying to answer the question. It's a nuanced question. I can talk to you about sentencing guidelines. I can talk to you about you know how Congress passed these laws, what my obligations as a judge are. Yeah. But they didn't want to hear it. You know, they're just like, why do you love pedophiles? And again, it was it was the most disgusting thing. And again, it was it's the binary mindset. But it's also you have to understand that these guys were just playing for the TV cameras. No, that's all they were that's doing. That's all they were doing. And that's the but that's the problem, though. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and all, don't get me wrong. Look, look, Cory Booker sucking on her ass live on the fucking stage, oh, not yeah. answering and not asking any questions, right. And acting like a fucking fool is just as bad, by the way, because what happens uh, is the roles switch when the party switches. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the other thing is that the the left wing media was like. Oh my God! Her treatment has was so horrible. No judicial can, really, no judicial candidate has ever been treated like this. And yeah. that's that's the kind of thing they were trying. It's like <coughs> they were saying, like in years past, uh, they would never treat anyone like this. It's like in my entire life, every single Supreme Court justice has gone through the side shit. Yeah, I you mean, know? look, don't get me wrong. I think that the the, the the volumes up on ten, but part of the reason the volumes up on ten is because we have such a you know, video centric media and there's so many different outlets for stuff and everybody's looking to really? get their time. You remember Clarence Thomas? I think that was the late eighties, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, pubic hair and a Coke. Yeah. Like well, literally they were, they were literally, uh, and again, this was Clarence Thomas was a, uh, was he a Bush senior appointee uh, or a Reagan appointee? I don't recall. I don't remember. It was somewhere in that time frame. Um, but, uh, you know, they were, again, they just going after anything to showboat. You know, and yeah. it's just no. You're right. It has been going on it's for a long time. And actually, the funny thing is, is now I'm like, I, I kind of like Jackson. Look, here's the thing. I, I she seems I like I, a re- I, I, look. I'm sure she's got a left lean. Oh, you know, absolutely, she does. But she seems like, for all intents and purposes, a rational and reasonable human being. Well, look, I, I got to tell you, and this is the okay. Another thing that they got to her, or that they they got mad at her about, was that she was responsible for defending the Gitmo detainees. Right. And they view this as a bad thing. And I view this as a good thing. And the reason I do is, is because if she's willing to... Look, this system of justice only works if you have uh, people that are going to... The prosecutors and the defense attorneys that are going to work 100% in order on whatever side of the fence that they're on. Right, right. Yeah, if, if, if you're either going to have due process or you're not. Yeah, and the fact that she was on that side of it, actually, in my opinion, is a good thing. And we need more people. We need more Supreme Court justices. At the end of the day, if we're even going to have the institution, we need Supreme Court justices that are go- that are going to look at it from that perspective as well. Right. Because there's far too many times in which the state just rolls over motherfuckers that we find out later on were completely fucking innocent. All right. Yeah. And you know what? That's wrong. If you're go- and again, I disagree with the in- the institution in its entirety at this point. But if you're going to give the government the monopoly of force, then it is much better at this point that that if you're even remotely innocent, that you go free. Well, here's the thing: what we know is that um, Supreme Court justices are going to always, for, for the most part, on averages, uh, going to over time consistently increase the power of the government. Period. End of story. That's yeah. that's what they do uh, historically. Uh, however, from time to time, um, the right wing judges do some good things to defend our rights and the left wing judges do some good things to defend our rights. Um, it's kind of rare, but it does happen. Yeah. And so this whole thing over, uh, you know, whether uh, you want a, a Republican appointed or Democrat appointed judge really is a misnomer because it's, it's just what subset of rights you're going to lose. Yeah, yeah. Where are they going to yeah. be bad at? Where are right. they going to be bad? Exactly. At? But when you see what happened with 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 Holly and and they asked her like to define what a woman was, which I think was this again. Oh, that's she, a gotcha. Here's the thing: she was dumb for not answering it. They were dumb for asking it. You were just you were trying to set a trap for her to um, uh, set a trap for her to just get in trouble with with the with the other base. You right. know what I'm saying right. That, that's Ted, all you were trying to do. Ted Cruz, are babies racist? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Look, she and she was part of a charter school or not charter school, but like part of a private school. And the private school had things about critical race theory in there. Right now, again, and here's my other thing. Look, I may not like critical race theory, but it's a private school. They can do what the fuck they want to do. 
And actually, that's the spot for them to do it. I wish all schools were fucking private. And that way you can make sure whatever's in the curriculum, you go to the school that has the curriculum you fucking like. Right. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the real solution is, is the real solution to that problem isn't to ban any type of teaching that's out there. It's to just give children a fucking, or parents a choice as to where they send their fucking kids to. Well, yeah, the real solution is abolish government, which is, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> would solve all these problems. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't have any of these issues whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just fun. Funny to, it was funny to watch some of that stuff, and it was infuriating at the same time. Oh, it was. It like, was and I, disgusting. I, I called you at one point during the week, and I said, you know what, man? I got to tell you, most of the time I hate Democrats more than I hate Republicans, but it's weak like this that I hate them more than I hate the Democrats, because you guys are just... You didn't ask any substantive questions. You showboated your fucking ass off. Right. You, you, because you, you can't ask these motherfuckers questions anyway, though. Like, it's not like any of these fucking questions... I do wish that if... If the side asking the questions would ask substantive questions and the other side would answer in substantive ways, then it would work out. But nobody's doing that. Right. It doesn't matter. Well, the, the, the whole process of selecting a Supreme Court justice is very strange because they can't ask any questions about where they stand on an issue that might appear before the court. Yeah. So it's like... It's it's a weird process. So it, because of that, it's almost like all they have left is to go after that person's character. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, in some aspects, I and think it's set up. You it's rarely, not set up good. you rarely end up becoming a federal judge um, if you have. Well, it, you're definitely going to have character flaws if you're anywhere that high in government. However, if you have overt character flaws that would be exploited by senators, yeah, without you know pointing out their own. <laughs> yeah. So, it, oh look, I, here's the thing. I think Magnolia Thunderpussy gets so mad about the kitty porn thing because I think he likes his boys young. I, I I think that's possible too. Yeah, I, I would love to see you know. You know, you throw away, throw away the keys, throw him in jail forever. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and me doth think he protesteth too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do. Um, uh, but uh, well, the other reason is because one of the other potential nominees was from South Carolina. Oh, and so he's pushing for the he's South Carolina. Yeah, he's, he's butt hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Magnolia Thunder Pussy's a little butthurt. Yeah, God, that was just disgusting. Man. I hate that motherfucker. Hey, speaking of disgusting people, what's Trump going on now? Oh, okay, cool. There's two stories in the Trump area this week that I wanted to put out there. Uh, first one, Trump is guilty of numerous felonies. Prosecutor who resigned says... One of the senior Manhattan prosecutors who investigated Donald Trump believed that the former president was guilty of numerous felony violations and that it was a grave failure of justice not to hold him accountable, according to a copy of his resignation letter. So the prosecutor, Mark uh, Pomeranz, submitted his resignation last month after the Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg, abruptly stopped pursuing an indictment of Trump. Mm. So I don't even know what to make of this one. I, I'm sure it's true. No, I don't yeah, think it's wrong. I'm sure. Yeah. But here's the thing. Look, I, hang on a second. I'm pretty sure that uh, every president, except perhaps Carter in my lifetime, was guilt, guilty of multiple felonies. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. I mean, lots start and lots with of, Reagan. Lots and lots of felonies. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, start Yeah, start with Reagan and, uh, you know, maybe Ford. Ford I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Ford a break, too, because I don't think he did anything at all, which, which is why he's the best president ever. Oh, okay. You know, my favorite of all time, anyway. No, or you Gerald put, where Ford. Where do you put Coolidge at? Uh, no, no, not as good. Not as good. Gerald Ford. All right. He did nothing but fall down a couple of times. Okay. You know, yeah, fair so, got to like that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, again, it, of course Trump is guilty of multiple felonies. And uh, so was Obama. And so was, you know, uh, Clinton. And, boy, God, the Clintons, shit, they, they probably got a bunch of murder raps on their hands. Yeah, they got, a, know, they got a graveyard full you know, of fucking... Felonies. Uh, Bush Jr. Sr., I, both of them, you know. Actually, I don't think, um, you know, uh, probably uh, Bush Jr. had the fewest in recent times. Other than the fact that, well, you he, know. Well, he put that, all that shit off the Cheney. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, He, 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 he kind of just covered his ears and went, no, 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 no. You take care of it, Uncle Cheney, Uncle Dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's true, yeah. You know what's weird, by the way? Hmm. I would say that. If you want to go from Reagan up, yeah, I think Burst Jr. is probably the nicest of them all. Yeah, yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. Of all the presidents that um, you know, uh, post Reagan, I would want to sit down and have a beer with. It would be probably, I don't know, I, I wouldn't mind hanging out with Barack either. Yeah, he might be fun to party with. He, you know what? And I both actually of them, think he's a little too highbrow. 
Yeah, he probably is. He's a little probably too hoity-toity. Yeah. Yeah. I But I think they'd both do a line with you. I, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, in the right circumstances. All right. So now we get into the first Trump story to get into the second story because one is the causation and the other one is the or one's the uh, cause and the other one's the effect. Mm-hmm. So former President Donald Trump announced Monday night that his political committees raised more than fifty one million dollars over the second half of last year uh, to br- to buttress what is now a buttress. massive one hundred and twenty two million dollar war chest. Trump's latest fundraising haul is a drop in the a drop from the first half of last year. When various uh, when his various committees together has raised a total of eighty two million from January through June of twenty twenty one, he's got more money. He's got more money than the RNC and the DNC both have combined. Right is what he has right now, yeah. and he's raising this money in off de- presidential off year stuff. Like this is not anywhere near, you know, what sh- he should be raising. Which again, I, I, there's a selfish factor to it as well. But it, I, I only do it to say. If this guy wants to run for president in 2024, he is going to run in the Republican primary for president. He will probably win that primary, and he will probably be elected again as president. No, I disagree. On I which, disagree. On which I, however, part, however, I because there's three things there. Which one do you disagree okay, with? Okay, say them again, and I'll, I'll tell you. All right, he's going to run. Yes, I believe that he's going to win the Republican nomination. That's where I disagree. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if he doesn't win the, if he doesn't do that, then he, you know he can't do the third. Obviously, right. So. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question, though. If he does win there, does he win the presidency again? I don't know. Okay. I hope so. I hope so. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm rooting for Trump uh, because uh, the, the a Trump presidency has the highest probability of achieving my objective of uh, chaos and, and uh, you know, uh, complete anarchy uh, in American streets, which I'm going for. Uh, it gives me the highest probability of uh, getting to make and, and use Molotov cocktails. Um, but... Um, I don't think that's uh, going to come to pass. Okay. All know. right. Fair enough. Fair but enough. For, for, for my objective of, uh, you know, Mad Max dystopian society, I think Trump is probably the best bet because I, I think if he were to be elected again, the response from the left would be violence. So. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I, you're thinking. So, so what you're thinking is, though, is that it's going to go really far south but it actually has just as much, if not more, to do with the reaction from his opposition than it does to with any policy he's going to put forward. Yes, yes, without question. Yeah, I, I think we go back to, um, you know, the, uh, uh, the the summer of uh, discontent and, and uh, you know, police stations burning and, and su- uh, stuff like that. You know, I think we have a, a much higher probability of an American spring under those circumstances, which I, I think is good for, for me. <laughs> which is pretty much all i care about in these days <laughs> i know i no longer care about what color stripe is on your flag I, any of that shit i i you know i just care about what's, i don't give a fuck what's gonna entertain me the most you know what dude like there's so i i totally understand what you're saying <laughs> right but having said that i think the most logical uh, course of action. I don't think that. Uh, obviously, I, I I think the odds of Biden running again are exceptionally slim. I don't think the Democrats have a substantial candidate uh, on deck. It, definitely not Kamala Harris. Oh no, she's horrible. Yeah, and, and I I look like through, she's dumb as a fucking box of rocks. Yeah, I, and I think uh, you know going going through the uh, the ranks there, the, the probably the the next one they have is uh, you know Pete uh, Booty Gig. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, as I like to call him, and he's horrible too. Uh, yeah, so so I think the he has m- no personality. I think the most logical uh, path that would happen would be uh, it's Trump versus DeSantis, and you're going to get a a very strong split on the on the Republican side. But what you're going to find is all those people who originally like Trump are going to go to DeSantis. The ones that aren't the just in the complete Trump cult are going to lean more towards DeSantis because essentially what DeSantis is is he's some of the good characteristics that we thought initially that Trump might have. Well, I never thought, but, you know, yeah. a lot of people did um, without the absolute insanity and narcissism. Yeah, and the self-sabotaging behavior. Right, right. So because i i got to tell you he does have a lot of you know trump has a lot of self sabotaging behavior so that's why i think that if desantis 
uh, runs, um, even with Trump in the race, he probably wins the primary. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All so. right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, and I think if he wins the primary, he w- wins the presidency. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And considering that, uh, you know, he is my protege, um, it would kind of be a feather in my cap, uh, you know. For, You're going to uh, take it like that? I totally am. Yeah. I understand. I mean, he followed in my footsteps. He went to my high school. Yeah. On know. purpose. Yeah, exactly. He just wanted to be so like you. I ran for governor, then he decided to do it. You know, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, he was actually in town this week. Uh, a couple of uh, my friends were hanging out with him downtown Dunedin. Oh, were they really? Yeah, they were just you know hanging out at the bar. He stopped at the. He does uh, tend to go to bars a lot. Yeah, and he uh, he stopped at the uh, uh, the uh, Twisty Freeze <laughs> in Dunedin, which is over by Dunedin Middle School. You know, or the Dairy Curl, I mean. You know, he stopped got a little, there. Yeah, just stopped in, got some ice cream. Well, know, that's funny. That's an old hangout when you know all Dunedin kids used to do that. So. I gotcha. It's kind of cool there. All right, so, so that's is, what I think is going to happen. All right, so this is going to be a hard maneuver over because I just never thought any other way to do it. But did you read the Oscars article? I did, actually, yeah. yeah. Okay, so what they're doing is, um, starting in 2024, producers will be required to submit a summation of the race, gender, sexual orientation, and disability status of members of their movie's cast and crew if a particular movie does not have enough people of color or disabled people or gays or lesbians working on the set and uh, or and what is enough will be determined by a naughty tangle of Byzantine formularies, then that movie will no longer be eligible for an Oscar. So, right. So basically, that's it's a affirmative action uh, quotas for um, Oscar consideration. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Which I, I think is awesome because um, I, I figure by... 2025 um all of the best actress and best supporting actress uh, will be won by men yeah you know? <laughs> so uh, they uh you know that's uh, pretty much where we're going with this yeah I, yeah they, look the oscars are over award shows are over uh civilization and society in general has pretty much moved past all these things so what you're going to see over the next couple of decades is all these award shows, Emmys, Oscars, Grammys, are going to start to disappear. Yeah. They really are, just because nobody cares about them anymore. Well, the first thing they're going to do is they're not going to televise them. Right. Like, they're going to take them off of TV. Yeah. They may still do them, because you know who does care? Everybody that's in that room. Yeah, but it'll, again, it'll be such a non-factor, you know, Yeah, that it'll be women's basketball. Yeah, but it's like almost like a celebrity. They still do it, but nobody cares. But it's almost like like a celebrity networking event. Right, right. You know, like they do all kinds of awards for all kinds of different things. Oh, yeah. Like everybody goes to award things. You right. know what I'm saying? So like it's just not going to be prominent. Like everybody's not going yes. to care. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's not going to be. Well, like, everybody doesn't care now, though. That, right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's, it's already trailing off. Yeah. And so it'll final it'll finalize here pretty soon. So, yeah. Yeah. So they'll be over. But they're they're also shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, yeah, they're they're totally by doing this, it's just going to drive more and more people away. Well, yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing, man. Do you really want to spend three hours watching people sniffing their own ass? Mm-hmm. Because that's what you are. That's what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, guys like Ricky Gervais actually blew the whole lid off the whole damn thing. Oh, he totally did. Because you, you, he's up here spitting truth. Right. Right. And there's nothing you can do about it. That might actually that might have been the beginning of the end for him when he did that. Uh, probably because that got so much play and so many people said. Phew, you know, he's dead on. Yeah, he's right. You know, so, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen that uh, video, take a look at it sometime. Uh, yeah, he's like, that was like three years ago. Uh, something like that. He did yeah. it for like five years in a row. Oh, did he? Yeah, that's another thing. Like, why would you have the same? Don't get me wrong. Look, I, Especially I after funny. he's saying all that shit. Yeah, he, he doesn't give a fuck. He <laughs> right. says whatever he wants to say. And right. He, but he's, he's probably tired of doing it. Well, it's they like, were, stop inviting me. The, he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the thing about it is, is that, like, you had to know that he was going to end the end up there, but, right? I mean, maybe you didn't. I don't know. Yeah, but if, yeah, screw all these award shows. You know, it's just again, you're you're right. It is nothing but uh, Hollywood smelling their own farts. Yeah, you know, it is. So, and talking about how lovely it is. Yeah, especially since those motherfuckers cannot come up with an original idea to save their lives anymore. I mean, there is just no. They just keep rehashing everything over and over and over again. Every blockbuster movie in the past couple of years, oh, not every, but pretty Most much every, them. yeah, has has nothing has been original. Yeah, it's either it's been a comic book or something comic else. Comic book or a remake. And and now they're just flat remaking the same movies from, you know, the 80s and 90s. Yeah. You know, I, just remaking them. Like, like the first one never even happened. 
Yeah. I, it, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. They're remade. They, yeah, they, they just start over. Yeah. Yeah. Like they take the story and then they tell it again, but they don't. <laughs> right. Like in any universe, it ain't it ain't like a, a, a part five or anything like that. Like yeah, just, well, even that is just horrendous. Well, you yeah, know, they but, do that yeah. too, though. Yeah, but there's there's no original thought there. Yeah, and again, it's 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 almost because it's an algorithm at this point. They know what they can make money on, and they can very accurate accurately uh, determine their return on investment if they use a tried and true formula. Yeah. You know? And we're and again, all dumb enough to keep watching. I'm not, but you know. Well, you no, know, as a society. Yes, yes, in general. But once again, I find myself disconnected from the collective consciousness, so I don't watch those movies. God, I'm a pompous asshole, aren't I? You know? Yeah, but you're not wrong. I know. It kind of sucks to nah, be me. fucking yeah. wrong. Yeah. All right, let's get into Ukraine. We don't got much time anyway, so. How do you know? You're not looking at the clock. Yeah, but I'm looking at this clock. Oh, okay. Oh, so you actually, so now you're admitting you do keep track of the time of the show. No, 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 not really. But it, I, here's the thing. I know. So like I know when I say we have right one now. minute left and you're going to go, what? No, no, I won't do it this week. Okay, good. All right, so let's get into Ukraine. After this week, I got to tell you, I'm really, really not liking Ukraine. Like, I don't like Russia either. I don't want to see Russia win. But I don't like Ukraine either, and I don't like Zelensky, and we need to stop calling this fucking place a goddamn democracy. So, citing martial law, Ukraine president signs a decree to combine national TV channels into one platform is the, the name of the article in Reuters. And I think that's, one, a very misleading name simply because he did way more than that. Okay. The other thing that he did, he actually banned a whole bunch of political parties. Not all of them. Just the ones that disagreed with him. Even political parties that condemned the Russian invasion that had a whole bunch of seats in their parliament or whatever they call it, he banned all those political parties. But he didn't ban the Nazi parties because there's national socialist parties that are in Ukraine. He didn't ban them. As a matter of fact, he's standing with them. I don't understand why either because the guy's Jewish, so I don't understand that part either. But after you make a move like this, how can you say you're a democracy? Because you're not. Right. Well, it, it, again, and I'm not defending these actions by any means. And I, again, I'm not falling into the trap of, you know, um, <laughs> putting Zelensky on a pedestal like pretty much the entire world has done. Yeah. Uh, because we have to have a good guy and we have to have a bad guy. You know, that's right. Um, now, clearly, Vladimir Putin is a, just an evil, evil human being. Totally. Uh, Vladimir uh, Zelensky uh, is probably just your average corrupt politician that found himself in a position where, A, he absolutely, it, it, the actions that he's taken are probably absolutely necessary for the survival of his people in his country. But B, can also be a little opportunistic about it and, you know, take advantage of the situation, kind of like Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz. And you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to wrong. remember. <laughs> if you're going to establish a good guy, bad guy, um, Zelensky is a not a good guy, per se, but far, far, far better than Vladimir Putin. I, I can't necessarily disagree with that one. Okay. He's absolutely the lesser of two evils. There's, there's no way that Zelensky was ever going to invade his neighbors. There's no way that Zelensky was ever going to, um, you know, uh, basically take his troops and send them into a meat grinder and, you know, uh, kill them unreasonably. There's no way that Zelensky was ever going to go bomb Russian cities. You see what I'm saying? Yep, that's true. No, all those things are true. And you have to remember that Ukraine, may, actually Ukraine made a fatal error in the 1990s, in the early 1990s, after the uh, collapse of the Soviet Union, is they agreed to surrender all their nuclear weapons. Because when the Soviet Union create, uh, collapsed and Ukraine became its own nation um they were in possession of a shitload of nuclear weapons because the soviet it was part of the soviet union and they were you know distributed across the country yeah so they were like at that point like the fourth largest nuclear power in the world yeah and they agreed to give up those nuclear russians uh, uh, nuclear weapons to give them back to the russians in exchange for a promise that they their borders would always be secure that the russians would not ever um, you know, invade their borders, and that the West would have their back if they did. Yeah, yeah. And this was like a, an agreement that was made, and it's of course it's been violated. So, honestly, if the uh, if the Ukrainians had just uh, you know kept their nukes, none of this would be happening right now. 
That's a good point. Yeah. You know? But having said that, yeah, I, I I absolutely I understand where you're coming from and, and Zelensky is doing some some bad things, but I think if you take it on the whole, uh the majority of things that he's doing are necessary for the survival of his country. And the other things are just opportunistic for his own personal political gain. Hmm. So that that's exactly what's happening. And again, that's an objective analysis. Uh, but having said that, without question, I 100% support the um, uh, the Ukrainian people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, hold on. There's no really a question about that part. Right. And I hope that they are able to drive the Russians out, which it looks like they're actually not they're doing, doing a pretty bad good. job. Yeah, they're they're actually gaining some ground. They're they're starting to make counteroffenses uh, around Kiev. They've pushed them out of uh, several cities. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the the one city that uh, Russia did have complete control over at one point, uh, uh, Kherson has uh, now been pretty much liberated by Ukrainian forces. Uh, so have some of the northern su- suburbs of uh, Kiev. Yeah. So, um, and again, now the Russians are saying uh, that, well, phase one of our special military operation has been a success. Yeah. And uh, so now we're going to focus on the Donbass region. Yeah, that's not propaganda at all. <laughs> well, everything coming out of Russia is just total and utter propaganda. But it's, it's starting to not work anymore on the Russian people. Yes. It appears that more and more you're getting more and more uh, protests and uh, journalists speaking up. And, you know, uh, it's funny because uh, I've been watching some clips of Russian state TV that, of course, been translated because, as we established, I know about five Russian words. Um, But uh, what's happening is the state TV, the talking heads are propagandists. So like the hosts and things like that. But they're bringing on people like former generals and, and things like this, like any, you know, uh, American news show would do. And these people that they're bringing on are saying, oh, yeah, we've lost this war. Uh, it's just a total disaster, saying the real numbers. And the hosts are like, why are you talking bad about? But it's like all a show. Yeah. yeah. So the hosts are like, even though they're completely indignant and, uh, you know, they're, they're acting like they're, you know, Mad. you're a traitor to your country. And, yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Um the fact that they're bringing these people on to talk about it show that they're they're trying to do an end around to um, discredit uh, the government. Yeah, but it's the only way they can without going to jail. So they have to act like they're still promoting the narrative. It's these guests. We had no idea they were going to say that. Yeah, and of course you did. Yeah, you know, and, you and, did. and now they're doing it repeatedly. So they're doing like complete roundtable discussions where the host is just berating everyone for telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're still letting the truth out through the exactly, airwaves. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the, the the Russian mindset is, it's it's kind of hard for us Westerners to understand. Yes. You know, it That's really another thing. is. We're not, yeah. we, we are not on the same level as these people. No. Or we're not on the same page as these people. And it, it, Russians seem to accept things they know to be lies. Yes. It, it's a very strange, and I guess it's, you know, for years of just propaganda, knowing they were being fed propaganda and looking around the, you know, the the world and going, oh, yeah, this is not what they're saying it is. Yeah. yeah. So I guess they're just conditioned to just eh, accept the lie. Well, and th- I think that they're OK with the misery. I guess so. Yeah. I, I guess don't understand so. why they are, but they're totally wrong. They they're seem totally to be OK with the misery. Now, the BlackRock CEO talked about something else and this is another aspect i wanted to make sure we get into okay is that the blackrock ceo says that the russian um invasion of ukraine actually is going to put an end to globalization i I think it already has and uh i also think that uh, if china proceeds with its invasion taiwan that's going to put an end to globalization too actually it's going to be a shift and look here's the thing short of a nuclear war an all-out nuclear war um, this whole scenario is going to be fantastic for the U.S. reestablishing its dominance as the world's greatest superpower. And it's going to be fantastic for U.S. manufacturing. And, you know, across the board. If we, if we actually want to do that. It's, it's already happened. It's already happened. So uh, you have to understand that this what this has shown the world is that for all of the U.S.'s faults, which we have many, 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 we are still, um, you know, the 
the best of the bad. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which we are. We are. We we have to acknowledge that we are far freer than Russia. We are far freer than uh, China. And as far as the superpowers go, we're the most stable. We're the most reliable. We're the most trustworthy of those. Ooh, so, what a low fucking bar It's that a is. low fucking bar, but it is the truth. So what's going to happen now is um, the entire world is going to look more to, to the U.S. as a stable trading partner. But you don't think that we're losing some of those people, even with our behavior, like India and stuff like that? No. India is going to have to come around because Russia is not going to have anything to give them. Okay. And, well, what about China? And, and India is going to get real tired of accepting rubles, well, <laughs> you know, which are pretty much worthless. China is in a weird situation right now. China is, is having to take a step back and reevaluate everything. Everything. I honestly believe that China had every intention of invading Taiwan this year, and now they're that's off that's completely off the table. Because of what happened. Because of because of <coughs> what the West was willing to risk for Ukraine, the Chinese probably had an attitude that look, if we invade Taiwan, the West is going to be pissed off. Um but they're probably worded letter. Yes, yes. They, they, what they probably believed is is it was going to be painful for us, but we could weather it. If we actually, and when I say we, I'm talking about the West in this case. Yeah. If the West actually completely collapses Russia, which it looks like there's a, a probability that will happen over this, China's uh, aims for taking Taiwan are out the window, because they realize that oh wow, if they did this to Russia. Uh, even with, you know, $5 a gallon gas and, you know, half empty store shelves. Um, if they were willing to do that, they're going to be willing to go to the table yeah, against like, us. Who knew Wolverines was so accurate? Wolverines? <laughs> what do you mean? No, no. Like a band of fucking five or six people can fucking take on a Russian army and fucking and, and do well. Everybody knew that. I, I mean, that's I didn't realize how fucking true it was. These guys suck at ass at fucking at war. Well, here's the thing. It, it, what I expected to happen was for Russia to actually take these cities, but it was going to be a long, protracted guerrilla war. But the fact that, and and that should have happened if the Russians had actually any logistics capability, any command and control, and any morale. Well, yeah, because morale is probably the biggest problem. That is the biggest problem. But I, they just fragged one of their own colonels. Yeah, they ran him over. They ran him over with a tank, killed him. Yeah. Uh, Russia has lost seven generals. Yeah. I mean, that's unheard of in modern warfare. And the reason that is, is their command and control was so bad. Normally, the generals are sitting in headquarters 40 miles behind the lines, yeah. radioing in orders. The problem is, is that morale was so bad and there was so much uh, desertion and disobedience that the generals had to go to the front line and lead from the front in order to get their troops to do anything. And as soon as they did, they get shot yeah. <laughs> you know, or blown up. Uh, so, yeah, just, Russia has lost this war for all intents and purposes. Now, the only question is whether uh, Ukraine can actually take back. There's a, there's a possibility that given enough time and supplies, uh, Ukraine could actually not only defend the, their current territory, but take back territory in Crimea and uh, Donbass. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it'll come to that. It really depends on how aggressive Russia takes it from this point forward uh and you know whether again the indications are though is russia might be seeing the writing on the wall and putin's looking for a way out of this with you know saving face as much as he can but well, also that might save his life it might save his life and his power you yeah know? but uh yeah I, I it's it's hard to say for sure whether uh you know what the outcome is going to be but i would i would still maintain at this point Actually, I'll take it down a step. I think we're down to an 8% chance, maybe a 7% chance of global nuclear war. Oh, we're at least at 8.3572. Uh, no, I think you're a little high on that. I mm. think it's 7 to 8%. Might be a little high. Yeah, is the rate. You might be a little <laughs> high. <laughs> All right, well, that's Hold a, on. I don't know. There's you, one more thing I've you got to say. you got one minute. Okay. Get in and quick. So Biden said this, and this is a very telling sign, though, so let's end on a very bad note here. I was gonna go. I was going to visit Ukraine, but they will not let me. Understandably, I guess cross the border and take a look at what's going on in Ukraine. Biden said. Then followed up by telling troops, "You're going to see when you're there." Right. Right. If we put troops over there, 
this is the thing to show you that they knew exactly what they were fucking doing and they knew they were bringing it I think there. that was probably just a Bidenism, but you never know. You never know. But we've got a lot more to talk about on the other side. If you'd like to hear hour number two, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up, become a subscriber, and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> 